All right. Welcome back. Uh, thanks again to Michael for uh, joining us in studio. And uh, we are going to get into a lot of Cleveland Browns, YSU, Ohio State Buckeyes uh, football from uh, this weekend. So we're going to start. Here's kind of what we're going to get into. Uh, we're going to start with the Browns uh, and the Bengals. We're going to talk uh, Penguins, Buckeyes, a little recap from that this weekend, and a little bit about what's going on in the sports world. So, uh, Joe, yep. let's talk about uh, Browns, Bengals. Thoughts? Pretty well, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I was looking for a couple things. I was looking for linebackers, and I was looking for that kicker to do the <laughs> safest thing you could imagine which is go four for four. Uh, amazing. So 24 to three, absolute domination uh, of the Bengals. So just great stuff there. Defense looks unbelievable. Amazing. Uh, My only uh, regret was what I texted you. Conklin. Uh, and didn't we call that? We yeah. called that a couple weeks, uh, like a week ago when we were looking over the roster. And I said, well, we do have some nice insurance policies there. And Dewan Jones fit right in yeah. and and boom, like right in and 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 went. So I'm gonna ask this question: was Jim Schwartz the best pickup of the offseason? Amen. I mean, Amen. my goodness, like a guy that doesn't even play on the field, but he is putting his players in the best position to succeed. So just great starts. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I don't know where he's at, but uh, but uh yeah, Jim, Jim Schwartz, is go man. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. But our defensive defensive scored uh, a lot here preseason in the first game. I, it's amazing. It just just getting after Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has stunk against the Browns, but uh in six games, he is now one in five versus the Browns, oh and three in Cleveland. He actually grew up a Browns fan, um, which is you know, it's kind of cool in a way, but yeah. it, it's it's nice to just dominate. And he previous to this game, I think two nights before on Thursday night, signed the most the richest contract in NFL history. Like 220 million guaranteed, but like 275 overall or something. So he's making, you know, 55 million a year. And uh, the Browns just uh, showed that maybe he's not quite worth that yeah, much. What but. I like about it is I like when professional athletes are put in different conditions. So it's mm -hmm. not always the same game. You got to play in cold weather. You got to play when you're not having been rested for a while, when you got those short weeks, um, you have rain, snow, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so like where you're Joe Burrow might've been great when the ball wasn't heavy with rain. Yeah. He didn't do real great when the, it, he had a little uh, obstacles in his way. No doubt. No doubt. So um, in those six games versus the Browns, 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's pretty good for the, the defense. And he has been sacked 20 times. And I thought that Damn. very first drop back, uh, Zadarius Smith, the new guy we just got from Minnesota, hit him in the arm and the ball just like went flying up yep. in the air and unbelievable. But look at those numbers, 14 of 31, 82 yards. I think they said uh, that was the first time a quarterback had less than like 100 yards passing with over 30 attempts since like the 1940s. So that is uh, some pretty great uh, defensive effort there. Um, let's stick with the defense. Let's talk a little Miles Garrett. Yeah. Um, there was one image of Miles Garrett um, they would show on the All-22. That's like when you can see all every player on the field. And he was like, he loves basketball. He loves to play basketball. He was pretending like he was crossing over with a, you know, an imaginary yeah. basketball, kind of like someone would be air guitaring or something. But 
literally right over the center and Joe Burrow was staring right at him. How intimidating oh, would that be yeah. to see six foot six, 280 pound, uh, miles Garrett, who's an absolute monster, uh, like kind of almost like toying with you, like come and wanting to come right at you. Well, so. and, and honestly, we, we set the stage for this team to sort of have fun and play the game. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, that's what I liked about when Baker Mayfield came into things is that he livened it up a little bit and yeah. made it wouldn't take it so serious. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, Miles, Miles Garrett, I'm going to take him over Baker Mayfield, but <laughs> yes, but, um, but I, I, I definitely see that point of like, he tries to make this game fun. He's like a unique dude. Uh, but he, he I think he, you can see a difference in him. It seems like they're like tighter knit. They're having fun. They're loose. They're getting after it. And that shows in not just like the defensive line, but the linebacking core and also the secondary just getting after it and playing confident, playing aggressive, playing almost a little cocky. Yeah. Uh, which is, and I like nice. that. Well, they got, they can back yeah. it up. They, I, I don't, I can't see many downsides to our defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the other side of the defensive end were, was a question mark, but now I'm solid all the way around defensively. I love it. I love it. It's, um, you know, and, and granted the conditions weren't the best and, you know, Joe Burrow, we know was like, you know, had missed like 30 some days of, of camp. We get all that. But you still held this high-powered offense to three points and, like, not many yards. So just very, very impressive effort by the defense. Um, a couple more Miles Garrett things before uh, we go on to the next thing. Um, so he becomes only the fifth uh, player um, in NFL history to have uh, 75 sacks in their first 85 games. That's a pretty impressive list yeah. there. Um, and he is the only player in the last 10 seasons, uh, or I'm sorry, only player in the last five seasons to have 10 or more sacks uh, continuing. If he gets 16 sacks this year, he will match only Reggie White as the only players to do that three times in the history of the NFL. Pretty elite company okay. there, so pretty good stuff. Um, so... Overall, a couple more bullet points here. Browns outgained the Bengals 350 to 142. Uh, so oh, more than doubled them up uh, there. The Browns actually lost the turnover battle in this game. They turned it over. Uh, Deshaun Watson had an interception. And uh, Ford uh, fumbled the ball like inside the Bengals 20 as well. So two big turnovers that normally would cost you in a game like this. Uh, and they still won by 21 points. So that's pretty unheard of in the NFL. Um, first downs, Cleveland 21, Cincinnati six, six first downs. That's they were off pretty, pretty downs. amazing. Um, the Browns dominated in time of possession. That's where Nick Chubb comes into play. Jerome Ford, 36 minutes to 24 minutes. Um, and that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but like plus 12 minutes. So that's possessing the ball almost one entire quarter more than the Bengals. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Bengals 2.6 yards per play. Um, and only if you account for the sack yardage lost, only 67 total passing yards. So that's pretty amazing. And then Joe Burrow was pressured on more than 50% of his dropbacks, 17 of 33 dropbacks and the Bengals only two of 15 on third down conversion. So amazing, amazing stuff. So, um, did you see what Jamar Chase said about the Browns? Yes. So I'll put that quote up. Uh, but he basically uh, was calling them elves. He said, like, Cleveland is Cleveland. And he found out Cleveland is Cleveland and uh, whooped, you know, whooped them. Remember when 
Juju Smith-Schuster said that a few years ago. Browns went into Pittsburgh, knocked him off in the playoff game. Same thing here. And then after the game, he kept chirping. And he said, I'm just frustrated because I called their ass elves and we just lost to some elves. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it that he, you know, hey, he's sticking to his guns there. So good for him and uh, whatever. But well, that, that's Mac talking makes it fun, especially when the Browns have a chance to exactly. be able to like pummel yeah. them. You know? And now we can chirp back a little Heck bit, yeah. which is for the first time in a long time, it feels good to do that. You know, it feels really, really good to do that. Now, you mentioned the weather. Yeah. Now, we had a guest on probably about two years ago. Now she is a uh, meteorologist up in Cleveland, uh, Alexis Walters. And she posted on her Instagram a story about, like, literally the only rain in Cleveland in the Midwest was over the stadium. Literally. So if you look at that map, like, it might be hard to see on the screen, but there was literally, like, a blurb over top of the stadium and it only rained there. It didn't move. So mm -hmm. it was almost like um, maybe a good thing for the Browns that may, I think it played to their advantage because they're the better running team. Do, but, you want to throw the conspiracy theory yeah, hats on? Yeah. Maybe it was uh weather controlled. Was by it that harp, harp thing yeah. we talked about? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was <laughs> Browns got a lot of tools in their arsenal. Yeah. Maybe had some science. They got an owner that likes to spend a lot of money. You know, so, create okay. some clouds over there. <laughs> Drop the conditions. We knew it was coming. Yeah. We were prepared. Now, but Joe Bro was like, what's this? Yep. Yep. And I know football guy is going to be mad at me for this. Like, I love football as much as anybody. And I like being outside as much as anybody. But the dome, that brings back the point. It's like, it would be nice to have that dome that's retractable whenever. So if something like this happens or whatever, like when it's beautiful outside, leave it open. Open air, grass. Love it. I'm all in favor of that. But when it's crappy out no one wants to be sitting outside in cold weather From spectators you know. but i still like on the field when they get a couple extra it's it's elements. fun to see on tv yes it, on tv it's when a I'm nice product but i don't want to i don't yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know how those seventy-eight thousand or so people felt about that but you know you know me i'm on team dome so i think we've talked about that plenty of times just seeing the stands with all those people with those uh parkas on yeah i'm thinking think of the smell right now oh my gosh <laughs> well and and it's so weird too because it's like Literally, I, I heard from somebody that was on the east side of Cleveland. It's completely dry. Yeah. West side of Cleveland, completely dry. Obviously, in Youngstown, it was completely dry. So it was it was just weird to see that uh, there was that weather. And, like, just such a weird, weird event. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland, you never know what you're going to get. Right. Um, Jim Donovan, a uh, little bit, not, I mean, sad news, but he's going to be fine. But he is obviously battling leukemia the the voice of the browns and i pull i did what you did on the i actually thought the announcers were decent on um i like ian eagle and i think it was um i can't remember the other guy's name but uh uh davis but they're both really good but i still prefer our home team guys so i have an alexa in the basement and i synced it up to play the Browns feed. And then I paused my TV till it caught up and then matched it up That's and perfect. listened to the, the home team radio along with um, much you know, better, much better. So I do like that, but Jim Donovan, uh, we, we hope the best for him as he goes through treatments. I, I believe it's going to be Chris Rose. Who's a national guy that's actually from Cleveland. That's going to take over for him until he's back healthy. So we wish him all the best. Um, Deshaun Watson. We'll take a look at his numbers first. The numbers don't jump off the page. 16 to 29, 55%, only 154 yards. That looks amazing compared to Joe Burrow's numbers. Um, but also had five carries, 45 yards 
and a rushing touchdown to go along with a passing touchdown and a, um, an interception. So what were your thoughts on uh, Deshaun Watson watching the game? Man, those passes at the feet of receivers scare the crap out of me. I, I think, and, and how much of that would you attribute to, to weather in this game? I don't game? think this was weather. Yeah. I think he started off this way last year, mm -hmm. and you know it didn't take him but a couple games to get his accuracy yeah. back, but I think – I think he's rusty. Yeah, and I hate the I, word, but I I agree. I think he probably is is great in in camp and and stuff. But when when big dudes are flying at you, uh, it, it, it's a little different. He missed one pass that would have been an absolute easy walk in touchdown. Um, I think it was like Nick Chubb took the snap, handed it to Watson. It was like a little bit of a trick play, but they had Marquise Goodwin wide open. Why? And he underthrew him, and then gave the the defense time to. To come back and I, I'm surprised away. that they they took that long shot in the end zone. Mm -hmm. I think it was with Goodwin at the yes. time, and he got close to that one. And yeah, it's still if you're if you're not exactly hitting your marks to take a chance like that mm -hmm. towards the end of the game, I don't know about that one. But he by far was the highest rated quarterback in the AFC North yeah. because all the other ones struggled ma majorly. So I will take it from a hey, we got the win. And his running ability is really what makes him special because he can make something you said out of nothing, kind of um, make those unscripted plays kind of out of the pocket. So that's uh, where we're at. And hopefully he builds on it and gets better week by week by week. You know, I saw a bunch of times with our with our running game. Um, I watched these, whether it was Ford and I even saw Chubb do this a couple of times where uh, the play uh, obviously was supposed to generate a hole that they could take and mm -hmm. it didn't generate that. And they just ran right in the back of their blockers yeah. instead of yeah. kicking it outside. Mm -hmm. And and at once you got to, you know, maybe that hole pops up, yeah. but th there was a lot of, you know, stuff in that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's like figuring it out still right. week one. A lot of guys don't play in the preseason you're figuring out, but um, there was a lot of cutbacks too, where Chubb had his big positive runs. And, and um, I think they figured so, it out by that yeah. point where they, if the hole's not there, mm -hmm. bounce outside. Even if you get back to the line of scrimmage, it's better than sitting two yards back. Exactly. And that's where they did dominate time of possession, move the ball, keep the chains moving, stuff like that. So, um, overall a pretty pretty solid job but if that if this is the crap we're complaining about then <laughs> yeah. the game was good exactly exactly um one thing i saw before the game that i absolutely love nick chubb who's probably the best running back in the nfl carries out the the uh jim brown flag for the cleveland browns uh before the game i thought that was awesome um but in this game chubb goes 18 for 106 so another 100 yard game for nick chubb almost a six yard average also had four catches for 21 yards no touchdowns but you know what that's fine as long as he kept moving the ball and 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 the browns got figured it out and got in the end zone still a few times and there, i'm so. telling you we have not seen our receiving offense yet no so no lots of good to come down right? a lot of positives still uh to to go and then another positive here let's talk about our new kicker dustin hopkins and i heard the radio announcers say um this is maybe the loudest they've heard it in the stadium there was the one miles garrett sack on burrow on a fourth down but they said the kicker the kicker dustin hopkins knocking those three through the upright like you know maybe it was like a little bit of a you know what do they call that like a bronx cheer like uh finally hey we have a kicker that can make kicks but it was really nice. Like you didn't have to work. Like they were all like right down the middle yeah. too. 42, 34 and 43 yards had 10 points on the day, you know, with the three field goals and the one extra they point. They need to split screen, have Cade York on the right side <laughs> to see if he was rooting against those kicks and how happy he was after he made it. Uh, well, Cade York. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm pretty sure he's on the Tennessee Titans practice squad. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested to see uh, if he ends up on their active roster before the end of the year. The Browns do play them week three. So we'll see about that. Um, Obviously, we got to talk about one negative in this game. Jack Conklin tears his ACL and Mm -hmm. MCL. That's just a, a killer. And unfortunately, it was on like one of those freak plays that what are you going to do? Like someone was blocked into him and his legs just got taken out. And it, so. so, and because it was such a freak play, this is not a weakness where training could no. have defended against it. This was, could have happened to anybody. This is just like one of those, literally it's like an unfortunate accident that it, you know, it's part of the game, you know, and, and there's no way of protecting yourself against that. It's just, it is what it is. So. I wonder if the tech in the future will give linemen more, like ankle le- lower leg support. I know they mm-hmm. got those knee braces yeah. to protect the knee side, but I wonder if they'll go lower on that. Cause they're not doing much moving around. Even if you immobilize them a little bit, give them some leg protection. That's that might true. Be good. That's true. Cause you want to find that hap- like happy medium between safety protection, but also mobility yeah. and, you know, athleticism and stuff like that. So gotta do something though. These I, guys are, think about how many ACLs that we have seen over the last couple of years. No doubt. No doubt. And um, yeah, we, we, hope he just signed like a big contract in the off season, but you know, it is what it is. That's, it's part of the game. Um, but Dewan Jones, uh, you texted me when it happened and I'm like, it's Dewan Jones time. <laughs> and the, I mean, they got a steal. It looks like in this draft. Now he's going to be going up against probably TJ Watt this coming week. We'll talk that, about that. That will be the design. That is that. a huge test uh, yep. coming up, but he, I don't believe gave up any pressures this week. And uh, you know, he, basically was in right away in the first quarter after that Conklin injury. And Kevin Stefanski says there's, there's no red shirts in, in uh, the pros. So, you know, you're thrown right into the fire, ready or not. And he appears ready though. So Dewan Jones, we love it. Um, so a huge, huge first victory. This was the first win. Can you name the starting quarterback? The last time the Browns won at home. Who, who was the opponent? Oh, you know what? I think it was the Ravens. I think it was the Ravens. Oh they beat goodness. him at home. Can you name the starting quarterback? Former, oh, for the Browns. Uh, for the Browns, yes. Played man. for the San Francisco 49ers before. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Or number um, five. His brother was in there too. Um, what the heck was his name? Can't think of it. Jeff Garcia. Garcia. Jeff yeah. Garcia was the Browns starting quarterback. Last time they won uh, at home to open the season. Now they did win last year. Now, first time I think. And since like 93 or 94 that they've won back-to-back uh, openers to start the season. So pretty awesome. And now we don't have to talk about that ever again. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we get the win. They get an extra day off with the, the Steelers uh, game being a Monday night. Um, there's actually a double header next Monday. So the Browns Steelers are the second game. So that should be cool. But again, we talked about this first four game stretch and how important it is to go minimum two and two. And hey, they're halfway there. Anything better than that is icing on the cake. But uh, let's get greedy now. Let's go for three and one or dare I say. Four yeah, because the, the, the Steelers are struggling. So I, I don't think we should really have a problem with the with the Steelers. Um, the Ravens are going to be really you know, the only big team besides well, the, the, we'll, the we'll, we'll see what the Ravens do. And the, and the Titans are going to, they're going to play tough. Yeah. So, but those two division division games almost mean more 
You know what I mean yeah. with the terms of the division and stuff like that. So uh, we'll check in and let's see what the AFC North did this weekend. So we know the Browns, Bengals, they don't, you know, the Browns dominated. They go to one and zero. Bengals, zero and one. Ravens, they they beat the Texans. Not super impressive though. They go one and zero, and the Steelers were just absolutely smacked around by the San Francisco 49ers. And their their fans were a little quieter this week than they usually are. <laughs> We didn't hear a whole lot of chirping this week. <laughs> no. So um, so that was a look at the AFC North um, and what's coming up next. Next week, all the games are AFC North. So the, the uh, Ravens um, travel to Cincinnati and the Browns travel to Pittsburgh. So every game uh, is within the division next week. Um, these are the uniforms the Browns are going to wear on Monday. They're going with those alternate white helmets and those old school throwback white uniforms. Should look pretty cool uh get for the Steelers and the Browns there. got David Njoku is in that picture so <laughs> Joe's uh man crush, man in crush there. David <laughs> let's look at how we did on our picks last week okay. Joe goes 11 and 5 yeah. 11 and 5 straight up are, um, that's good betting that, uh, record right that, there I mean if you bet all those games straight up money line you'd be doing pretty well this week um I went nine and seven, a few games. I thought maybe we're going to go certain ways. Chiefs <laughs> losing. We both lost that one. Um, but Joe picking the Buccaneers uh, was a big one. And um, and you picked the, who'd you pick? You picked the Raiders too, which was a pretty good upset there. So, um, and, and I was a holdout for the Cardinals because if you get a Dobbs Mayfield and then Watson win. That was all Brown's quarterback. <laughs> the trio, yeah. the triumvirate. So, uh, and I always like to shout out uh, a guy on, on Twitter, Jay Cutta or Cuda. I can't remember how you pronounce it, but uh, he puts a, just these really simple graphics out every week. And it says, <laughs> have you scored this season? Yes. 31 teams. Yes. <laughs> New York Giants. No, they got absolutely <laughs> smoked uh, by the Cowboys on Sunday night. This is the first time ever that the Raiders, the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Browns all win week one. First time ever. They're all 1-0. and So uh, interesting stat there. Um, unfortunate, though, um, your, your guy Aaron Rodgers uh, last night. What happened there? I think it's a torn Achilles. Mm. Fourth play uh, with his new team. And the way he went down, it didn't seem to be contact. Looked like a torn Achilles to me. So I somebody think, get into him? Like I didn't get to see. It. I I I was watching, and it looked kind of almost like a sprained ankle, but the, the lack of contact and it, it, I think they're fearing the worst there. Mm. So um, I think he has an MRI schedule today. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, you know, unfortunate for him. Um, but although the backup quarterback didn't do. Bad, yeah, yeah, so. Zach Wilson. Yeah. He's probably uh, maybe maybe he's been hanging around with his uh, his mom's friend. Remember that all last year, all that Zach Wilson drama yes. with uh, like basically broke up with his girlfriend and started messing around with his mom's friend. So hey, maybe she's got the right uh, right ticket for him there. I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, those those uh, standout quarterbacks that get shuffled around the league, I mean, mm -hmm. you know they've got real talent. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, well, he's a former Mac, number two pick same, overall. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's the, so he's got it. He's got the talent. It's just a matter of putting it together on the field. But when you go from Aaron Rodgers to anybody else, a lot of but, times, but think about who he's got. He's got Aaron Rodgers behind him for the rest of the season, coaching him. That maybe that's right. What he needs? Maybe, maybe we'll see. And he's got very a, he's got high a, paid coach. Though. Yes, and he and he's yeah. got Garrett Wilson, one of the best receivers in the league, and yeah. good running game. And so we'll we'll see what happens with them. We'll keep. Updated on that. Look at this picture. You're looking at the highest defensive and offensive players in the NFL right now. This is pictures, I believe, back from their freshman year at Ohio State. Uh, Nick Bosa of now of the 49ers and Joe Burrow, who looks like a weird looking vampire or something in that picture. <laughs> I don't really know, but like a nerdy Macaulay Culkin vampire looking guy. But he is now the highest paid. Um, we we just got served with a cease and desist by the Joe, Joe Burrow campaign to <laughs> take that picture off of the screen. That is uh, when he was formerly a Buckeye. So, um, but good, good stuff and congratulations to them. And that always helps Ohio State recruiting down the line too, yeah, when, sure. when the, you can, show how how much uh, money those guys bring in um all right let's go to the jim trestle bowl from this weekend um ysu travels down to columbus ysu put up a hell of a fight and was did an, an amazing job made a impressed a lot of people i think you know a lot of people are like oh it's just ysu it's you know going down against one of the best teams in the country um and obviously for me i'm always a little torn They've only played this game three times, but I'm an Ohio State graduate, but I'm from Youngstown and I live in Youngstown. So obviously I root for both teams. This is one of those few instances when we talked about it. We hope both teams have fun. And I think both teams got a lot out of this game. YSU, it was a 41 and a half point spread. YSU um, held Ohio State to seven points in the second half. Mitch Davidson and the offense went right down, scored a touchdown on their first drive. It was 7 7 uh, in the first quarter there, but uh, pretty awesome stuff. Uh, and I think Ohio State did get better too. So uh, we're going to talk about this from both teams' perspectives. Uh, before we do that, too, I do want to shout out the Penguin Collective. Uh, we have partnered with them and we're going to be featuring. Um, a bunch of Youngstown State University athletes throughout the season. So uh, that's going to include uh, starting this Thursday, we have quarterback Mitch Davidson and running back Dre Rushton. They're going to be in here in studio on Thursday. Uh, how many guys do you know that have scored a touchdown against the Ohio State Buckeyes? I don't, I don't know if I know any, you know, at least personally, but we're going to have one of them sitting right in that seat on Thursday. Mitch Davidson will join us along with running back uh, Dre Rushton on Thursday. So that's pretty awesome stuff there. Um, but we will be featuring eight different YSU football players as of now and about, I think, six men's basketball players as of now. But we're working with the Penguin Collective uh, and we're going to get the, a bunch scheduled and a bunch, uh, bunch of athletes and tell their story as well. So let's take a look at the game real quick from a Youngstown State perspective. Uh, Mitch Davidson, 12, 18, 98 yards. Um, he did have that rushing touchdown, which was awesome. Bo Brungard uh, got in the game, had a, had some nice plays, and was about an inch short of a touchdown himself with rushing. Um, Tyshawn King, the running back, 12 carries, 66 yards. Max Max Tomzak, who will also join us in studio next week, three catches, 53 yards, uh, and had an unbelievable third down over the shoulder catch you can see in that picture there. 
Bryce Oliver, who will also join us in studio this year, six catches, 37 yards. And then the defensive players of the game, Marcus Hooker, former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, six tackles, five of them solo. Alex Howard, five tackles, one tackle for loss and one sack. They held Ohio State to seven points. It was actually the second half. It was 28-7 at halftime, and it was 7 nothing in the second half. That's it. So that Ohio State offense has been one of the best in the entire country for the last six, seven, eight years. And for YSU to to you know stop them, pretty much halt them on offense. Great job by them. Um, Ohio uh, YSU, excuse me, seven of fifteen on third downs on, which is an amazing ratio there, nearly fifty percent. And they also had two sacks and four tackles for loss on defense against the powerful Ohio State offense. So looking real quick at the FCS, top 25, Ohio State, or Ohio State, Youngstown State comes in at number 24 this week. Um, South Dakota State stays at number one as they knock off, um, they knock off Montana State this weekend in the number one versus number two game. Um, also, here's a look real quick at what's coming up for YSU on their schedule. Um, they obviously have the Ohio State game in the rearview mirror now. They're going to take on Robert Morris. They're back at home this weekend. And that Northern Iowa game is looking very winnable now for YSU uh, on September 30th. So um, Ohio, or Youngstown State will get the game this weekend and then have a bye before uh, traveling on the road to Northern Iowa. Um, also let's take a look at this game from the Ohio state perspective, Kyle McCord, who I believe now will be their quarterback one. They pretty much split reps in this game, but Kyle McCord, 14 or 20, 258 yards, three touchdowns, Devin Brown, not so impressive, uh, in this game, but both quarterbacks combined for 21 of 33 for 359 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, uh, the team rushing, YSU did a really good job against the rushing game. 27 carries for 123 yards. Uh, Travion Henderson did have a, a pretty nice game with only five carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr., probably the best player in the country. Seven catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. And Emeka Ibuka, the other uh, receiver, five catches, 94 yards. And both of those guys are going to be first-round picks in the NFL draft. So YSU, tip your cap to them because they did a hell of a job against uh, – some maybe the best uh, talent in the country there. Um, looking at Ohio State's schedule next up, they got Western Kentucky before that big, big road matchup at Notre Dame, September 23rd. So that's what's on tap there for the Buckeyes. Um, we're going to skip ahead here a little bit. Um, here is the week three AP poll for uh, the um, FBS division. Georgia still at one, Michigan two, Florida State jumps all the way to three. Texas comes all the way up, beat the crap out of Alabama. Didn't was, beat the crap out of them, but they dominated the game. That was awesome. And and it's it's kind of fun to have Alabama lose a game. So Texas and pissed off. And so yes, yeah, it's going to be a mad Nick Saban uh, <laughs> probably for those Alabama players. Ohio State checks in at six, and people get all like bent out of shape about the numbers and stuff like that. Just win. Just win. The numbers will take care of themselves. Uh, Ohio State has obviously struggled, but they have they have it all in front of them. You know, you 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 take care of Western Kentucky. You get to that Notre Dame game, and that game looks like a challenge right now. It looks like it's going to be a tough one, but uh, you know, you take care of business there. 
the whole season set up for you um, with with some some tough games as well. Uh, so let's take a look now at the national title um, odds for now. Georgia still the favorite plus two thirty. Michigan is the second favorite at four sixty. Texas. Florida State are tied for third, and Ohio State there at plus 1,100. Still pretty good odds, though, to get in uh, on any one of those uh, top teams that you think are a believer uh, in. So a lot of good odds there, and I, I don't see it with Georgia right now. A lot of people would say that about Ohio State. They might not see it, but uh, there's a lot of really good teams, and it's really up for grabs. There's no, like, dominant, dominant teams uh, this year. So... We will see what happens. It's And there's a lot of teams in transition, too, figuring out new quarterbacks, new systems. And now Michigan State, oh, boy, this got ugly. But Mel Tucker was fired at Michigan State, um, basically left 90, 80 to $90 million on the table because he was fired for cause. I'll let you guys look up what that cause is, but basically like a sexual harassment type thing. And unfortunate for him, but... He made his own bed there. So is what it is. Mm -hmm. And we'll move on from there. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll move on from there. Um, and then I have we don't talk hardly any tennis, if if any, but Novak Djokovic is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. He outlasts uh Medvedev for a record tying 24th Grand Slam title in the US Open uh this past weekend. So congratulations to him. For, for those who like cornhole, tennis, ping pong, <laughs> we have 330 Sports Show, the Ocho coming in the Yes, park. yes, yes, we do. The Ocho <laughs> will be on its way uh, later this fall. Um, Sorry, the 3-3 th three, three Ocho. <laughs> I like that. That is that good. Almost, the 3-3 three, three Ocho. Yeah, I like that. Little play on words there. I like it. Joe, you might have just created something there. You know it. All right. And then finally, I have to, I have to shout this out because um, – it happened right in the 330. But I got a couple texts this weekend. They said, Did you see what Akron did with their turnover? So, you know how, like, when there's a turnover in a football game, somebody gets an interception, somebody gets a fumble recovery. Um, there, there's like a chain a lot of times people will wear. They'll throw it off and they'll, you know, on the defense celebrates. So the Akron Zips, their celebration this year is a tire. They literally put a tire around someone's neck. And it's just, it's a weird but cool tradition that started way back with Miami that had the turnover chain. So I came up and I looked up my top five favorite uh, turnover celebrations. So number one, I went with the Akron Zips tire because that it, what's Akron known for? It's the rubber city. It's that. But they could have picked like a bike tire, something <laughs> a little easier to get I in know. and out, right? That, that, that guy next week might be on the injured list because yeah. of a neck strain, but, uh, but hats off to them for doing that. Pitt Panthers, pretty cool. They have like a dunk, like they, they take the football and they run to the sideline and they have a little basketball hoop they keep and they go and dunk mm. it. I, I thought that was cool. UNLV has got a slot machine that they go over and pull the slot machine. Shading. Oregon state, you know, up in the woods in the Pacific Northwest there, they got a chainsaw. thought that was pretty cool. And then Miami, I had to put Miami on the list because they're the originators of this, but uh, they have the turnover chain, the Wait, big gold tell chain. tell me about this chainsaw. Like, what do they do with it? Well, I, it's it's not a working chainsaw, but, you know, they, they're basically, you know, pretending they're they're cutting down a tree uh, after the turnover. It's, well, we'll, we'll find some video of that okay. and share it sometime, but it it's it's pretty good. So those are my five favorite um 
turnover celebrations. And there's a lot more out there. That there's a lot of really good ones out there. So there's some weird masks and stuff that now baseball teams are starting to do this. When a guy hits a home run, they'll throw in a mask. They'll do some weird stuff there. But it's you know it's kind of neat. So all right. Good, Anything good else? Deal. No, that's All right. good. So uh, Thursday, we'll talk about, we'll preview the weekend games and stuff like that, but we're also going to feature two Youngstown State Penguins, quarterback Mitch Davidson and running back Dre Rushton. They will be in studio. We will talk uh, to them and we'll uh, share some stuff about their uh, partnership with the Penguin Collective as well. So, And and if, if you're of faith... Um, Let's do some hail marys for the tribe, please. They, yeah, they, they need some help. Yeah, I think I think it's probably it's probably over. Like I, I didn't even talk to them about them or talk about them because they blew their like eleventh save last night, and you know you win those games or win half of those, you're right in it. But yeah, I, it's kind of a lost cause and unfortunate. Yeah, it is what it is. But for Joe Danier, my name is Justin Coffin. I also want to thank Michael for coming down earlier with a guest, make sure you can share this out with anybody. Uh, make sure anyone that you think would uh, be interested, make sure to follow Youngstown studio and the three, three Oh sports show on social media. We appreciate you guys listening. We will see you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown studio. If you like our programming, we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Facebook page, or subscribe to your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. This is original Youngstown content, and we would appreciate you sharing the videos and the